Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Presented by South Bend Orthopedics. Trusted in the community for over 75 years. Also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Bell Tire, Quality Dining, South Bend Airport, ABC 57, Great Clips, IBEW Local 153, and Coors. Mobile, Alabama in December. Does anybody know? Ah. <laughs> uh, not good from what I know. <laughs> yeah, for, for it's kind of gray and dreary, isn't it? All right, cool. Um, yeah, so long New Year's Six Bowl. Notre Dame losing to Clemson, uh, 31-23 to today. It is the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Presented by South Bend Orthopedics. Trusted in the community for over 75 years. Um, I'm Jimmy Rosary. Reggie Brooks joins me. Uh, let's see. Should, I mean, do we... The second half of this postgame show, do we just play, like, you know, guess which out-of-the-way place the Irish are going to as far as bowl season goes? Or, uh, or do we just keep talking about the game? Uh, well... <laughs> it's, it's, it's miserable on both fronts. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah, there are no winners here. All right, cool, awesome. No, <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, wow. Man, where where uh, where do we start? Well, where do you start? Well, first of all, Phil Maffa had a game. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, like thirty six. Can only imagine if Shipley were were playing. Yeah, exactly. How bad that would have been. Exactly. I, I was thinking the same yeah. thing. I was like, man, this is just Phil Maffa here. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Great game plan. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they were down a, a couple of different players, so. Yeah, they were down. It would be interesting. To see. They were down. Yeah, they were down a few players in terms of Clemson. And yeah. this is the kind of showing we have against, you know, I don't know. I, I this is just mind-boggling after the last two games. But when you think about it, offensively, we've not been that explosive for since the first, what, five, you know, first four or five weeks. Yeah. And, you know, and again, you can't, you can't trade uh, field goals for touchdowns. It just, no. It's just not going to work. No, no. That pick six didn't help things either. Uh, Notre Dame's turnovers, the, the uh, two turnovers that they did have today. Uh, well, I guess three turnovers uh, today. Uh, the stat sheet says six. Uh, no, it was more than that. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, that that right there is the difference, too. I mean, that Trotter pick six was – like, I, I, I felt that way. I, I felt this way even when it happened. That's the backbreaker right there. Well, it was just also the fact that, you know, it just seemed like, you know, Sam and the receiving core are just not on the same page. No. And I don't know if it's the fact that, you know, you know, not having uh, Mitch Mitchell, Evan Mitchell in there or Mitchell Evans in there was 
that big of a made that big of a difference, but it very well could have because mm-hmm. this guy, I mean, you know, he he has been a someone that, you know, that Sam kind of, you know, you always got that player that you lean on that you have confidence in. Yeah, he's been and, the security blanket, you know, yeah. Yeah, and yep. he and he was gone again and it, you know, you look at some of the, you know, pass routes and just the air it throws it also seemed like Sam was he was feeling the rush mm-hmm. because you know balls high balls just the accuracy was nowhere near what it's been for some time and it's like what what's going on so it, it was also a tale of two halves you know they they struggled the first I mean, struggled mightily the first half mm-hmm. you know you got the three field goals to pick six yeah. and you know two three and outs. And you know they you you know you thought when they after the you know the first half second half you know with the interception okay things are coming back around it, it was defensively they got a little bit better but they were still missed tackles mm-hmm. uh, number of mixed missed tackles but offensively it, we were just had no we had no rhythm whatsoever outside of um, Audric you know running the ball wasn't a lot else going happening for us yeah. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, that fourth quarter on both sides was just ugly. Um, Bad football. Bad football. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm glad this was a noon kick. (laughs) I am too. I I mean, because, you know, it's, you know, you got this one out of the way. You you know, hey, there's no New Year's Six, so no one needs to be concerned about that. Because, you know, I I was thinking, like, well, hey, now if they make it to a New Year's Six, you know, kind of. You know, finding a way to get there and be be there for support. Um, again, I'm going to continue to support the program, mm-hmm. but man, that was that was tough to watch. Hmm. Let's see who goes to the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. The what? <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> Notre Dame losing to Clemson, 31 to 23. We'll start breaking it down. Coming up, uh, offense first, defense. You know, second, I guess. Um, or, hell, we'll just start talking about stuff, quite honestly. Marcus yeah. Freeman's uh, post-game press conference, we'll, uh, we'll hear what he's got to say as well. And uh, plenty more as the official Notre Dame football post-game show just getting started here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT and Sunny 101.5. Mobile, Alabama, by the way, the home of the 68 Ventures Bowl. Uh, anyway. The official Notre Dame football post <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm, you're, you're making these up. Right? I, I swear to God, I'm not. Bullseason.com. I'm just going down the schedule, man. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's where we're at right now. Uh, Notre Dame losing to Clemson 31-23. to Bye bye New Year's Six Bowl. And uh, yeah, there we go. That's uh, pretty much all you got to say about that. Uh, it is the official Notre Dame football post game show. He's Reggie Brooks. I'm Jim Irizarry. Uh, the offense outside of Audric Estime in the first half was, well, the whole game really, uh, pretty inconsistent. Um, Sam, uh, uh, this is kind of becoming a recurring theme, by the way, too. Sam not having his best, his his uh, his best effort today. Yes, um, Sam. Again, I just I don't know what was going on. It just seemed like there was just no continuity, no consistency in terms of you know, like I said 
And I don't, I don't know, you, you know, cause when you watch on TV, it's kind of hard to see the routes, mm-hmm. the route concepts. But I don't know how many times I saw Sam throwing the ball, you know, over a, a receiver's head or just, yeah. just he just missed on a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, again, if there was just a, he wasn't on the same page or the routes were not as crisp. But, you know, again, I don't, I haven't watched enough of Clemson's secondary to know if they have a, a really strong secondary, but we were just the passing game was just not happening. It just it looked mm-hmm. bad. It, it didn't have any continuity. Again, the the you know quarterback and receivers were not on. It just looked like they were not on the same page. You know, I don't know, again if you don't know if they're running bad uh, the wrong routes or Sam is misreading it or what. But that was possibly the worst I've seen in terms of. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the passing game this year. Yeah. Yeah, that that pick six though. That that was just a bad pass. That was not good at all. Like that didn't look good coming out of his hand. That didn't look good you know where it was going. It it, it especially didn't look good, you know, going the other way uh in Jeremiah Trotter's hands either. So, uh yeah, that that was just a really bad pass. Just a poor decision. Yeah. And 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 it you know, you you start to see a few of these um, from Sam here lately, like I said, the, over the last three or four games, you know, defense has played a lot better. I mean, mm-hmm. they still struggling, you know, with tackling, but it's, you know, it's just been a regression mm-hmm. with, with Sam Hartman in, in this offense, you know, in, 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 in last four or five games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seemed like, it seemed like Clemson, uh, kind of figured out, Audric Estimate too. He started off looking exactly like Audric Estimate typically looks. You know, he like he jumped over two. You know, he had two different. You know, vaulted two different guys on the same play. I mean, you know, he, he it was starting to look like he was going to have one of those days, and then he just kind of hit neutral too. Just seven, uh, seventeen rushes, eighty-seven yards. He did have the touchdown, uh, but uh, yeah, I. I I thought he was going to have a much bigger day today too. I, I figured he'd be going pretty much step well, for step with Phil Mappa. So a lot, a lot, you know, seemed to be you know a lot, lot better going, you know, sledding for him in the first half. In the second half, again, I just I'm just not a fan of running laterally with with Audrey. Yeah, he, that's just not his. He is a downhill runner. And it just seemed like we start running that, you know, um, counter, mm-hmm. and it was more getting pushed further and further out. And he's, you know, he still he has the speed to get there, but you want to see him running downhill as opposed to running laterally. Yeah. And I'm just, I've just never been a big fan of like I said with him. Now, you know, like Jeremiah, uh, looks said the. Freshman, mm-hmm. you know some of the uh, uh, Jaron Price. They are a little more speed guys that can get to the edge, and you kind of run them laterally. But that's just not Andre. He is a yeah. downhill runner, and you let, you know you wanted him to get some you know get up to speed and get some you know get that power going downhill. He, he'll run through some tackles, and they just you know again they just not a lot of. Just didn't see enough of adapting to, you know, adapting the run game in the second half because 
we're, we're still struggling with our offensive line, in particular our center and, and guards. And then we lost uh, lost uh, Zeke. Lost Zeke Carell, lost Christophic for for a stretch there too. Uh, so yeah. there's and, and there's two put, centers they, they right there. Pushed around. Yeah, and then Blake Fisher, when we were having the, when we had to pass, um, young young man from Clemson was really number three. Thomas was giving him a hard time. Mm-hmm. He couldn't handle him, especially on that power, that speed rush up the field. You know, got called for holding, and you know, got got a sack again. He was just never there, and it just seemed like. You know, second half in particular, Sam was feeling the pressure and trying to get the ball out. Um, you know, just this is just a bad game. I just it just it boggles my mind. This, you know, there's such a difference in, again that energy and effort the last the previous two games to this one. It's like which Notre Dame team is going to show up? Mm-hmm. You, you're always concerned about that from week to week. Yeah, it. Uh... Getting back to Estime real quick, you want to see him running over guys, not around. Right. You know, like I, I, yeah. I don't understand what the big, what the big problem is there. You know, what, what, what's, what's the step in the equation that we're not solving here? You know. So and you know, uh, I just get him, get him going downhill, and and it, and that was the other thing that was a little, you know, odd in the first first half. You know, they were running, he was going good, and then, you know, he was in one play and out the next. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, why are we not continuing to run him and, and just keep it going? I, right. I, I, this just confuses me in terms of the mindset of the play calling of you have number seven, he's running well, making plays. I don't. I don't see why you would stop doing something that's working. Yeah, yeah. He he had like what? What was it? Fifty-seven yards rushing on that first drive. I mean, yeah. he. You know, it, and I'm like, and then you know, you got got down there, you know, and you know, screen. Like I said, lost yardage play. Yeah. But again, you know, Jadarian Price comes in, and then Jabron Payne, and I'm all for sharing the load. Sure. But when if this guy's going, yeah, you know, if he if he's going like that, five yards, yeah, 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 don't you know? It's he's he's got still got a lot of left. His legs still got a lot of run left in him. So you know, maximize that time while he's moving and going, and and you know, just let him. Finish the drive. Yeah, yeah. Let it. Let him get the cookie at the at the end of you know at the end of the work. You know, let him get the prize. Uh, yeah. Uh, somehow, still looking at the stat sheet too. Notre Dame rushing and Clemson rushing still pretty even as far as yardage went. Yeah. Uh, one eighty three for for Notre Dame, one seventy six uh, for Clemson. So you know. It, just kind of, you know, it it came down to passing, and 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 Klubnik, he didn't start great either. I think he started like one for six. Um, and, yeah, and, and again, you know, we we he started to gain confidence after yeah. he made a few throws, yeah. and that's one that's one of those guys you can't allow them to get going because you, you allow them to gain that confidence, they're really going to start you know really picking you apart. 
And like I said, our, his receivers were making some dynamic catches because yeah. our secondary, I would pit them against pretty much anybody, and they stand up. But, but he was making he he got confident throwing the football, and little by little, you know, it, it, he started making it start making a difference because he started sticking some throws, putting some throws in there. You're looking like, whoa, yeah. you know, this guy hadn't been really doing this all year, so where did this come from? But it, it it goes to show you how important it is to develop confidence with your quarterback throwing the ball by giving him some opportunities, and just why it's just that important for a defense to stop and and really you know not allow you know those you know extra yards after the catch are making those plays yeah. by not getting to the quarterback by allowing him to get comfortable in the pocket. Let's see. We'll. Uh... We'll start breaking down. By the way, uh, Bo Collins and uh, and Troy Stilato for for Clemson just like they didn't have a lot of catches today. Collins only had three catches, thirty seven yards. Stilato only had three catches, twenty seven yards. But they seemed to make them at the biggest times. They seemed to make yeah. them on you know when they needed them on third downs. So, and it it doesn't take a lot. I mean, again, yeah. you you look at it. You know, the, the, you know, Sam was 13 for 30. Klubnik was 13 for 26. Yeah. 146 yards, 109 yards. Not a lot going on. Yeah. But it was at key points, you know, yeah. third downs are, you know, key situations. They were executing and, and Notre Dame wasn't. Yeah. Uh, We'll move on to the defense coming up. Spoiler alert, a uh, prevailing theme for me anyway is going to be penalties. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's coming up as, uh, let's see, we move on through. We've got uh, the uh, Gates drive of the game. We've got the key bank key play of the game. And uh, Marcus Freeman's press conference uh, coming up shortly, I believe, here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show, powered by South Bend Orthopedics on Sports Radio 960 WSBT and Sunny 101.5. This is the drive of the game, brought to you by the all-new Gate Chevrolet in South Bend. See if they can turn it around here in half two. Just their second offensive snap of the third quarter. Hartman out of the shotgun. Pressure comes, throws across the field to Rico uh -oh. Flores. He's got daylight down the near sideline. Across midfield, tries to cut it back at the 40, and he's taken down in Clemson territory. A 36-yard pickup from Hartman to Rico Flores. 6.20 left to go in the third. Hartman from the shotgun, has time. Rolling to his right. He can run if he wants. He'll tuck it and do just that. Inside the 20. Down the sideline. Uh -oh. Inside the 10. Sam Hartman goes all the way uh -oh. into the end zone for a touchdown. 26 yards. The captain puts the team on his back, and he has him back within a score. And that is the Gate Chevrolet drive of the game brought to you by Gate Chevrolet in South Bend. Two locations, twice as many Chevrolets, one great name, Gates. Uh, that was... Uh, a pretty good run there, and he got a great block down the sideline too, to uh, to kind of spring that Sam Hartman with the uh, the uh, touchdown run there. Let's and talk. I actually think that's something that would help Notre Dame offensively is to right run Sam more, have some more design runs to get him to, to make the keep the defense honest. I mean, I, I think you know getting him going in the run game would definitely be a big uh, big plus for the Irish. It's just. 
you know, they don't look to do that. And again, I think, mm-hmm. you know, having some, some designated runs is the guy can move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but you don't need to be the fastest guy in the world. You need to just know when to run and be effective with it, yeah. you know, and keep the defense honest. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of defense, let's talk defense. Uh, a lot of tackles for a lot of guys uh, on Notre Dame and also on Clemson, too. Uh, for Notre Dame, Jack Kaiser uh, leading the way with nine tackles, seven of them solo tackles. Uh, Riley Mills uh, had a had another huge day today, too. Eight, uh, eight total tackles, five of them solo, uh, one tackle for loss. Uh, Howard Cross, J.D. Bertrand, Javon, uh, Jean-Baptiste. Uh, oh, Xavier Watts had one of those, had one of those interceptions too. Number seven on the year. He's pretty He's, he's pretty good at that. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's not he's bad. He's kind of got that down pat. <laughs> Almost made it a pick six too. Uh, returned to the two yard line where, uh, where Estime was able to punch it in the, uh, the very next play. So, uh, and, and, but out of all those tackles, you know, the thing that got me was the number of missed tackles. Yeah. Yeah. And not only the missed tackles, but the poor angles on the touchdown run yeah. by Mafa, you know, B.J. Brown is coming up right there. That's his play, mm-hmm. and he takes a wide angle. Why, I don't know. And it's like you got to squeeze that football, squeeze down and leverage the football. I'm, uh, on another big big run by Mafa, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, D- J.D. Bertrand, he has to come up and fill, fill the lane and fill the hole. And he allowed him to get out to the edge, and it's like I don't understand. You know what? It just bothers me that we get out leveraged too easily, and and it compromises the defense. They wind up giving up some big plays that they really shouldn't give up. Yeah, yeah. Clemson with with them missing two offensive linemen too uh, due to injuries. Uh, like yeah. that's that's inexcusable. Phil Moffat going would, for I, going for 186 yards is inexcusable. Yeah. So. And they were they were in and it's the fact that they were in position to make the play mm-hmm. and they did. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just breathing easily, breathing, breathe in, breathe out. Just focusing on my breathing right now. Uh, let's see for uh, for Clemson's defense, Jeremiah Trotter just. It was, it was wow. Phil Moffa on offense, Jeremiah Trotter on on defense. He's uh, he's going to be playing on Sunday again, just like just his like his dad, dad is showing up proud of him. Yeah, yeah. Eleven tackles, uh, seven of them solo. Two sacks today. The interception for the touchdown. I mean, just huge, huge day for Jeremiah Trotter. So uh, he also had uh, uh, Peter Woods as well. Uh, just seemed to be Thomas with the sack. Yeah, from, Tom, yeah. Uh, Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they um, they they had some guys that really stepped up, you know. Yeah. Carter, you know, half tackle for loss. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just it was they started to get after up, up front. I mean, and I think again they were able to control the line of scrimmage uh, defensively. Yeah. Um, that you know, and our guys our guys got. I mean, our defense played well enough to win. You know, but like yeah. I said, you know, the penalties. Fourth, third down conversion, and the turnovers, that's a recipe for disaster. There was a lot of grabbing in the the secondary, too. 
and you know, rightfully so, it got called for penalties, five, uh, five penalties for 40 yards. I don't know how Clemson made it through the game without getting a penalty, but each one of the Irish penalties, I was like, yep, it's got a fistful of jersey right there. I can't, you know, you can't dispute that. I mean, again, and again, they, they, it was a it was a physical football game, mm-hmm. you know, and out on the perimeter just as well in the interior. And you're right. I mean, you know, you saw those plays, and you know, a couple of them, you could say, hey, it was back and forth. Now, you know, the one offensive pass interference penalty. I, I'm 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 like, Jaden, what what are you doing? Yeah, you you can't just run over and push the defender down. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> freshman, you know, I, mm-hmm. I give him some leeway, but yeah. that, that was like, what are we doing? I mean, it, it was great to see him, you know, just truck a guy. It was completely the wrong play to be doing it on. Yeah. Um, well, so. And even, I'm going back to the office a little bit, but watching, you know, Stays block our guy. Mm-hmm. On the the yeah. run by Chris Terry, I'm like, oh. no, on the, uh, the, the 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 I think it was the reverse, but we had, I mean, out and out, yeah, it was Chris Terry, and he blocked the re- the receiver instead of the defender, and I'm like, could have had a touchdown. The uh, I think the Twitch audience can watch me control my breathing right now. It's you know just. It's not working out too well now either. <laughs> so all of a sudden, it's not working. So uh, let's see. Let's see here. What what else can we say other than you know a lot of missed tackles? Uh, you know, again, Phil Maffa. You know, you, you, that's all you need as far as as far as Clemson goes today. Uh, as far as the offense goes, 186 yards rushing today for 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 Mafa on a on a and, day and where defensively, yeah, we were right there. I mean, the yeah. break pass breakup, Benjamin Morris, he was, you know, our defensive backs were in position. Mm-hmm. Their receiver just made some plays on the football, yeah. well timed. You know, they they showed up. I mean, and you you know, we I actually thought we had more than one sack, but apparently we didn't. But I, I thought we had gotten a little more pressure on him than. Um, and what we may have, but again, defensively, we played well enough to win because you know we got you know the, the offense put the defense in some really difficult situations early, mm-hmm. and you know, and it just unfortunately like I said they scored touchdowns during the time you know Notre Dame was scoring field goals. Yeah, and you know, if you just look at the three field goals, if you'd have had one or two touch those instead of field goals, you had two touchdowns, two out of three. It's a different ball game, but mm-hmm. you know it, it. It comes down like I said, they made the stops when they needed to, and and Notre Dame did. Yeah, uh, it was twenty four to nine at halftime. Irish wound up, you know, making it a game in the uh, in the third quarter. Actually, that's where. That was probably the best quarter that they had all day today. They put up 14 points, and everything kind of seemed to be going their way a little bit more, or at least it looked like the tide was turning that way. And then uh, the fourth quarter came, and yeesh. Yeah. That, that was just bad football on both sides. But, I mean, but even then, I mean, to start, even to start the fourth quarter, you, you had yeah. – you, you held Clemson to five straight punts. Mm-hmm. Five straight punts. But in the same regard, Notre Dame goes four straight punts, interception, and turnover on downs. So 
I, and again, I want to stress this, you know, because, you know, when you look at it, I mean, you see 31 points and you're like, oh, my gosh, the defense got ripped. Not necessarily. It, it was mm-hmm. offensively. I mean, we gave up some plays, you know, defensively, but the offense continued to put us, you know, they had, what, five three and outs, yeah. two, two interceptions, you know, turnover on downs. You know, that's that's three turnovers right there. And they and and Clemson did a great job of flipping the field. And you gotta, you know, add in the the you know the the muff punt by Chris Tyree, you know, you that's four turnovers. You you're not gonna be successful, no. you know, turning the football over and, and expect to get beat a, a, a decent team. Because let's let's be honest, Clemson is not a very good football team. Yeah, this year so no. That, that, yeah. Yeah, so there's a reason that they're five and four, or four and four coming in this game, and I just look at it from the standpoint of, you know, they were able to, to, you know, something as simple as they controlled the field position and we didn't. We we were constantly starting field, starting drives inside the twenty yard line, inside the fifteen yard. Yeah. I mean, especially in the fourth quarter when they needed to get something going, they. Just and kept we, getting pinned we back were there. Playing behind the, we were playing, and we were, a lot of times we were playing behind the sticks, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that comes from not taking care of the football and not putting yourself in a position because you, you're going to call a different. You, 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 you'll call a game differently when you're inside your own twenty or inside your own fifteen versus being, you know, at the thirty-five, your own thirty-five or between the thirty-five yard lines. That's a different game you're calling where. The majority, they were starting 35, 40 yard line on average. Yeah. So that that makes a that makes a significant difference. Yeah, their average starting was their own forty one. Notre Dame was almost twenty four. Yeah. But you look up just just in that difference, just in that difference, you're, you're talking about a, a seventeen yards. I think I think factoring into that, it has to be that fumble late because yeah. it, it sure didn't seem like they were starting at the twenty-four at all in the second half. So, but uh, yeah, three. but just just but just when you're able to 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 flip and change field position, that's huge. And those hidden yards, you know, that's another thing that's in that you know in this particular game was a factor. Because, like I said, you, you're going to call it call the offensive plays differently when you're backed up versus when you're, you know, out out in the field, if you will, it, you know. So, and a 17 yard difference in the start average, you know, average start, offensive start, yeah. that's a, that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's fairly large right there. So, yeah, 31 to 23, the final score, Clemson beating Notre Dame. Um, Fun fact, the Pop-Tarts Bowl is in Orlando, so that could be nice. Uh, Seriously, you got to stop because you're making these up. <laughs> I Jim, you got to be making these up. I, I swear to God, I'm not. The Pop-Tart – I had heard about the Pop-Tarts Bowl, too, uh, like before even looking that up, too. So, yeah, there's a uh, – Why do we have so many bowls? Well, I think that's, that's a good we question. can talk about later. We can talk about – why are there so many bowls? Yeah. Why? They couldn't, be, they, they couldn't be necessary. I mean, I – like if I were to print this page that I'm on right now, I guarantee it's like three pages, and it's not like it's huge font, you know. So, 
Yeah. 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 So. Heartball. Anyway. Let's see here. Uh, we're teaming up with Centier Bank for the field goal for the community. For every field goal made in a Notre Dame game, $10 will go to Centier Bank's charity, that being the Boys and Girls Club of St. Joseph County. Uh, Spencer Schrader made three field goals today, so that's another 30 bucks for the field goal for the community. So he, uh, he was the entire offense in the first half, too. That's not a good sign. So uh, no, that's, that's a very bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm not going to rail on kickers. I'm just not right. going to do that today. Again, yay charity, but yeah, yeah, yeah. this is yeah. you know you're kicking field goals yeah. and they're scoring touchdowns. Yeah, that's never a good time. Yeah, not good, not good, not good. Thirty-one to twenty, uh, thirty-one to twenty-three. The uh, the final score: Clemson over Notre Dame. Uh, we'll have plenty more on the official Notre Dame football uh, post game show coming up after this. The official Notre Dame football postgame show continuing on Sports Radio 960 WSBT and Sunny 101.5. Marcus Freeman talked with the media after the game. Here is what he had to say. Yeah, um, obviously disappointing outcome. You know, as I told the team in the locker room, that's a really good team. And, and we knew that all week. They had four losses, but as you watch the film, it's a good football team. It's a Clemson football team that, you know, the record doesn't reflect how good of a team that is. But when you play a good team like that, there's three or four plays in that game that if you turn the ball over, you, you, you muff a punt and turn the ball over to their offense, they end up creating an outcome that's an eight-point eight loss. And so that's the reality of it. Two good teams, and there's plays in the game that we didn't, we didn't you know, finish the way we needed to finish those plays that result in the outcome. We got to be better on third down, I think on both sides of the ball, first half defensively, but on offense, we got to be better on third down. And, and um, again, we got to get some things fixed. So I'll open up for questions. Go ahead, raise your hand. Be loud. Yeah, go ahead. Coach, did, did you, like offensively, did you think this would be like an Ohio State approach that you took? I thought we were there's some schematic things we could do to create some success on the ground um, we didn't want to approach this thing and say we're just going to run the ball and huddle and, and, and keep the you know keep the ball away from them we wanted to be able to throw some balls and, and, and throw some shots but um, they did a good job of defending the, the the throws that we obviously put up, and then you know the pick six kind of pick six kind of spooks you, right? It spooks you, it spooks the quarterback a little bit, and says makes you say, okay, let's go back to the the, the run game a little bit. But um, no, we didn't. It was a Clemson approach. It's not Ohio State approach. No, no, he ran the ball extremely hard, and and. Um, you know, we did not do a good job of tackling him on first contact. And uh, that's something that surprised me. Um, I thought our defense on first contact would be able to make those tackles, but he did a good job of, of breaking some tackles and running the ball extremely hard. Coach, defense kept you in the second half, but offensively, other than them pinning you, what were they doing to keep you guys on your side of the field the entire time? Yeah, they got a good defense. Um, you know, it's a top 10 defense that's extremely talented. They're getting pressure on the quarterback. They're covering well. They stopped the run when we were trying to commit to the run game. Um, 
they made adjustments. You know, it's a good defense. And I wish I could say it's just one or two things. But on third down, we weren't able to convert. And I think a lot has to do with the pressure they were getting, but also we weren't able to get open. And, and we didn't have, you know, we got to continue to improve on, on our throws. You know, we got to put the ball exactly where it's supposed to be. And so there's a whole bunch of people um, that is included with not having success um, that we're looking for in the second half. I think I, as I challenge the team, each individual has to look at themselves and say, okay, why, are, why am I in this position I'm in? And what do I have to do to find a way to improve, right? That's the message is that every individual, every coach and every player in that locker room has to own where we're at and what we got to do to improve. So that's schematically, that's an, as an individual. And then we got to go back to work. Like there's no magic formula to improve, right? There's no magic formula. It's, it's hard work and um, it's the only thing we know how to do, but it starts with owning where you're at and finding a better way to do what we do. Who's Zach's right from? I realize it's not all on the quarterback, but the way the Sam Hartman looks in this game, what does he need to own? What do you need from him to be better? I gotta look. I, I gotta watch film. Obviously, we can't throw a pick six, right? And, and that you can't do that, you know. And and uh, I know he knows that. Now he he did some really really good things, extending plays with his legs and running for first downs and touchdowns. But you know, the biggest thing we can't do is is turn the ball over. We know we have to take care of the football. And we we one of our things going into this game was we had to beat them in a the turnover margin, and we didn't do that today. Mike Verdina. Yeah, I think it was an ankle. I, I don't. I just know he was out. Um, you know, Ashton did a great job filling in. You know, the third, the third center. I, I haven't watched the film. I don't know what the result of some of the pressure was, but for him to come in and, and you know, how to be the third center, um, I, I'm. I'm happy and pleased with him being able to do that. On the right, Jackson. Marcus, just got to go back to work. You got to, you know, own where we're at. So as I just said, own it. We're, we're seven and three right now, and uh, we got two opportunities to, to go out there and um, go compete. And so we got to improve in these next two weeks. We got to find a way to improve as a football team, schematically and as individuals. Um, and so we just have to go back to practice, go back to work, and figure out a way to make sure that we improve as a team so we can obviously get the outcome that we want. All right, last one's going to be Allison Hayes. Don't care if you're like. Okay, go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead. You said a couple times that obviously you want this team to reach potential. You got to understand where it's at. Where is this? We haven't reached our full potential, right? And that, you know, today's outcome is, is, is disappointing. But as I told them, we got to figure out why. Like, what happened on those three or four plays that to me, you know, you talk about if you look at two plays, a pick six and then the muff punt, that's 10 points, right? And it's never, you don't ever want to point your finger at just one or two individuals or a certain place, but that's, the difference in winning and losing in this game. 
right? You're talking about two plays result in 10 points for them. We can't do those things. So we got to make sure that I still believe in, in cause and effect. It's not luck. We didn't just muff the punt because we're unlucky. We didn't throw a pick six because we're unlucky. It's we got to figure out why that happened and, and how do we fix it. All right, thanks, Coach. And that's Marcus Freeman's post-game press conference here on the official Notre Dame football post-game show. Uh, Reggie's thoughts, my thoughts on uh, what Marcus had to say coming up after this. The official Notre Dame football post-game show presented by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted in the community for over 75 years. Uh, I'm Jimmy Rosari. He's Reggie Brooks. Reggie, what did you think about uh, what Coach Freeman had to say? Um... I could, you could sense the frustration, you know, and mm-hmm. you know his his point about you know we got to figure out figure it out. And you're nine games in, no, ten games in. This is this is not this is not the best timing to be trying to figure it out. Right. You should understand where you are, what's going on, and and again you know, make the corrections, but the level of accountability, I, you know, and again, he's not going to throw a player under the bus, but at what point do the players have to say, Hey, I, I gotta, I gotta be accountable, you know, and, and, and as well as the coaches, because at the end of the day, it falls on him. And I think he understands that. And, you know, this is a different, different day and age with uh different, you know, perspective from players and you, you got to find a way to connect and what what is that um you know from a coaching standpoint you got to find out what is that motivator for each player what's going to drive them to be better to be more consistent because right now this team is just inconsistent mm-hmm. there's inconsistent play from week to week you know you you're, you know you're guessing of which team is going to show up? Yeah. So, um, I, I I can tell that he's frustrated, uh, but I do appreciate that he's not going to, you know, you know, put it on the players. He's going to take you know take accountability because at the end of the day, it, it is his responsibility coach up his coaches and get them to coach up the players and get the players ready to play. Week in and week out. I mean, you cannot have lulls in your gameplay because you're Notre Dame. Everybody's coming with their best shot every week. Mm-hmm. So there's no opportunity to kind of like go by the wayside or just like, oh, well, we can walk through this one and we'll be okay. No. You're, the the brand, the, that interlocking ND, that gold helmet, you got a target on you every weekend. Yep. And you got to have a mindset and a consistency of thought, consistency of preparation. And again, the thing that, you know, I did not see the same level of intensity that you saw against a USC, that you saw against a pit. And it's like, you know, it's just frustrating not knowing what team is going to show up from week to week. And that's, that's where you got to develop that consistency of play, consistency of mindset that you're going to play at a high level week in and week out. And it is very difficult to do that. But it is you're, it is possible. 
We should at least have an idea of what kind of team they are, though, you know, with three weeks left in the season, right? Well, right now they're an inconsistent team. Yeah. That's that's who they are right that's, now. They're that's an not inconsistent the best identity. Team. <laughs> yeah, they don't – I mean, their identity is is inconsistent because, again, you you look at the, 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 the mental errors because, again, things that you can control, it's all about, you know, in, in what can you can control. You can control your attitude as a player, as a coach. You can control your intensity and, you know, your, your the level of, you know, passion and commitment that you come and play the game with. And, and you can control taking care of the football, not making the mistakes. You know, and like like he said, I said some of those passes, mm-hmm. they're just bad. Yeah. You know, just a, bad throws that compromise and put them in a situation to not be successful. Yeah. And that's something you can control as a player. And you got to find a way to get that done. Twitter is uh, is certainly a fire on this game. I just find myself looking at that, you know, every every so often. It's just like, yeah, the uh, the 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 natives are restless a little bit as far as as far as Twitter goes. But um, yeah, and and honestly, you know, the, the whole inconsistency thing—it's just. Uh, Well, I guess you can uh. say they're consistently inconsistent. <laughs> that's 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 not really helpful. That out there. They're, consist- <laughs> they're consistently inconsistent. It's it's not exactly making me feel a little all that much better. Well, uh. and, 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 and that's and you got to look at it. You know, people can look at it from different. Because mm-hmm. I used to be one of those that just just was consumed with Notre Dame football and yeah. the outcomes and. You know, I like to see. You know, are they able to make corrections? Are they? Are they? Who's getting better? Yeah. Are they regressing? You know, and that's the thing that you have to look at and see: is there a chance for this team to be better, to play better? You know, do they not have the talent? You know, you got to ask these questions: Are we not talented enough to compete? at a high level week in and week out? I would say no. Hmm. I would say in terms of they're not they're they're capable. It's not that they're not capable. It's just now having a mindset to do it. And that's a whole different con, con, you know, concept of, okay, I have talent. You look across it and, and we have guys that have the talent, but not only the talent, but the, the um, in particular defense, you have the experience. You've been through some things. And, you know, it's are you watching your your you know, you know, you know, what's going on around you, watching social media? Are you focused on, you know, playing every play with the same intensity and not, not just worried about, hey, can I make a highlight? You don't need, you know, Notre Dame needs, they need more than just guys that can make highlight plays. Mm-hmm. They need guys that can make consistent plays and taking care of the football and doing things the right way. You know, and I and I, I do believe the one of the 
issues with with Chris Tyree. I think he he was having problems with the sun in his eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if that's a problem, you know, I don't have a problem. I mean, because I know he caught a lot of heck for about you know letting balls bounce. Sure. But if you're if you if you have any doubt that you can secure that football, step, mm-hmm. step away. Yeah. Because you have to go in, especially with turners. You got to have a level of confidence that's a, that a step above. You know, and I look at like Ben Morrison and his ability to to defend. You know, he plays with confidence, and that's the thing that that's kind of been concerning to me with as far as Sam is concerned. I don't see that same level of confidence in what he's doing and it's showing in the inconsistency of his play, you know, and that's where you, you run into to issues because when you're playing football, you have to have everybody playing and moving in the same direction. If of the 11 guys, if one person is not quite, quite where they're supposed to be and doing what they're supposed to, supposed to do it impacts everybody else it impacts the entire play so you have to rely on other people but other people have to be able to rely on you and you know that's where that consistency comes into play is accountability you know and this is you know know, speaking of what um coach freeman was saying is like this is about accountability we have to you know understand where we're at and everyone take accountability, but the next step after you take accountability, what do I need to do to correct the issues that I'm a part of that I'm creating? You know, you know that's like I said, poor tackling. You know, I, did, did, did I miss how many tackles did I miss? If you're a defender, count the number of tackles. Did I miss a block as a as a uh, offensive lineman, but also as a back? We had a couple of different times where number 54, Trotter, he made our backs look foolish and wind up getting getting pressure on the quarterback. Everything else is in place, but one guy makes a mistake. There you go. That's how you get penalties. That's how you get turnovers. It, it just takes one person to not get the job done. Their job, their responsibility it impacts everybody else. Let's see. Friday, December 29th, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl down in Memphis. Okay, I've heard of that. <laughs> that one's actually, I've, I've actually heard of that. Yeah, Liberty Bowl's been around for a while, too, so. Yeah, I said that. I I remember that from back in my day, so yeah. that one actually is like, oh, yeah, I know that bowl. Yeah lovely memphis in december so just saying memphis, i mean it, they have good food that is true i mean there's there's, yeah, there's a lot of good barbecue down, down there a lot of good ribs down there so i mean so that I, you know you, you gotta find those positives yeah yeah so there's not a lot of them right now it's not a lot of them right now <laughs> right hey and the thing that I, i'm gonna be curious to see is okay now they're out of any Major bowl contention. Mm-hmm. What do they do? How do they perform over the next two weeks, next three weeks? You right. know, the bye week that's coming up, and then the last two games. This will this will go a long way to tell you what type of team this is. 
and what 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 can be you know what what to expect and it, and it's going to start again you're going to play a Wake Forest team that's not very good and you have to say and say hey and I will say have to say this because I said it prior to I mean I I you know Marcus has to speak uh those Freeman has to speak you know you know well a team that just beat them but I'm sorry Clemson is not a is not a good football team they're not they're not. You know, and I, you know, and I understand where he's coming from, and you know that coach speak, but you know that is not a good, not a good Clemson football team mm-hmm. as what has been the norm for them. Right. Yeah. It, it is definitely an off year, and you know they certainly. I mean, down eight guys today. Four starters today were, you know, were out for them, and. This is not the result that you expect when you see four starters, you know, especially, you know, offensive linemen and, you know, yeah. it's it's like. I mean, and that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a, definitely concerning is to, you see that and the showing that we had, and it's like, you know, are, are they <laughs> looking at the spread or. Yeah, I just, I always wonder kind of what's going through the team's mind mm-hmm. in these situations because, you know, hey, do you think hey we got a you know it's not a it's not a good football team, they've not done well, and then you know you kind of make this mistake of underestimating them, and that it kind of seemed to be the the case with them. They just seem to think well, hey, they don't have the same players, they're struggling. We should be good to run through them and just. We're, we're fine, and that's just – that's the worst mindset that you can ever have. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, ribs could be in the future. So, you know, think positive, everybody. No, 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 Jim, no. no that's, not, that's not good. That's not good enough. I'm sorry. That's not good enough. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a trying. fan of Memphis Real, I'm but, but I'm yeah, I, yeah, I'm I, – no, no. <laughs> I can't do it. Can't do it. That that's that that's just and it's frustrating yeah. to see you know what could have been. And the thing about it is it wouldn't be so bad if, if Notre Dame did not have the talent and the capability to get the job done. Yep. I mean if if you know if they were just a mediocre team and you know didn't show what they showed against USC than what they did did against Pitt. I'm like, yeah, you know, hey, we're we're just not a good football team, and you know, we we're not as talented as some some teams. I can live with that. Mm-hmm. But when you don't step up and play to the level that you're capable of against a team that's not as good as not is is they're a solid football team. Don't get me wrong. Clemson is always gonna have talent, solid football team. Oh, especially at home but, too. So yeah. And, and again, and again, but these are the games that you you have to expect yeah. or look forward to. Yeah. Cause this is a challenge. You're going into a hostile environment. You gotta be prepared to fight you got to be prepared to get physically get after somebody i mean it's you know yeah you're going to lose games but to 
physically get beat is just not acceptable. Yeah. I mean, I said that I can, I, you know, game. You're gonna lose some games, but you know, if I if I get if I get beat physically, oh, I I I'm and I'm depressed. Yeah, I'm in a state of depression. <clears throat> we would lose games, but we never physically got beat, and I I, I just can't. That's hard to accept th- that type of situation. Yeah, and so I'm really hoping that they can figure this out and develop some consistency of being consistently a better team and just at the very least play up to your potential. Just be the same team, you know, two weeks in a row, yeah. you know. Yeah, Ugh. and be honest with you, what, what like. 13 weeks, what's the season? It's like 13, 14 weeks, whatever the season. Mm-hmm. You got to be consistent week in and week out. Yeah. You can't just start, oh, well, we'll play this game and then uh, we'll we'll take this game off. Yeah, It doesn't work that way. I mean, the parody in college football is ridiculous. Yeah. So you can't afford to slack off at all. Yeah. It's just not. It's just you just can't do it. Yeah, every every game on the calendar should have a red circle around it. You know. Huh. So, yeah. He's Reggie Brooks. I'm Jim Arizari. Clemson uh, beating Notre Dame today, thirty-one to twenty-three. More from the official Notre Dame football post-game show coming up after this. Notre Dame football postgame show presented by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted in the community for over 75 years on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Sam Hartman took the uh, podium after, well, I've actually seen pictures more like a table, actually, but uh, he sat there for a press conference. Let's hear what Sam had to say. Sam in the second half, starting with your backs to the goal line so often. What, what were they doing up front? They just kind of slowing down and passing you, confusing up front, skips and everything. Um, I mean, I think I would just not even to answer your question. Uh, more of a statement. I mean, if if you guys want to blame, put anything on anyone, put it on me. Um, I mean, I, I played very poor today. Uh, didn't play well enough to be uh, to be a winning quarterback, to be a winning football team. Um, all the different situations, scenarios that we were in today is, is a part of my doing, um, and, and really all my doing. Uh, I just didn't execute well enough. Um, so if you want to, you know, mention people on Twitter, you want to blame OCs, you want to blame Coach Coach Freeman, you know, blame me. I'm 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 big enough and man enough to admit that, that I didn't play up to the standard that this team deserves, this fan base, um, this university deserves, um, and and that's the way it goes. That's the Saturdays of of college football, and um, you know, I'm going to stick my head up high that the fact that 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 happened, and we're going to bounce back. And the only thing I can give back to this program is. Um, you know, the last two games, give everything I have and, and just play better. Um, you know, we had ample opportunities to score. We had ample opportunities um, to make plays. And, and frankly, I just didn't make them. And, and the guys around me were busting their butts. Guys stepped up. People got hurt. And, um, you know, it, it just it wasn't good enough for me and, and for myself to, to go out there and play like I played. And, and that ended up in a loss. The pick six in the first half, how did you read that out? Uh, how did Clemson play it? Just kind of go through that 
Uh, yeah, he got the guy got underneath the play and, and underneath the pass, and you know I shouldn't have thrown it, and um, just try to force one in there, especially backed up. Just, I mean, you can't do it, and I did it, and again it goes back to just not playing well enough, not executing um, the calls that needed to be called, and um, kid made a good play and, and got under, underneath the route, and he took it the other way. Same right here, right here. Sam, that first half, you guys uh, wound up with field goals on some drives that looked like they were headed for touchdowns. How big a factor was that? It was huge. Um, and again, that goes down to execution. You know, a, a one-score game at the end of the day is all about execution. And, and I didn't do it personally well enough. Um, and, you know, we were down there. We had a guy, Rico was wide open on one of the rollouts, and just I didn't didn't throw it. Um, it was a little late to it, I guess, and, and just didn't make plays when they needed to be made. And then late, even in that later in that play, JG's opening the end zone and just overthrew him. I mean, it's just, um, just unacceptable, honestly. And, um, you know, again, I say just you want to blame somebody, you want to, Tweet, tweet at somebody, like tweet at me. I, I deserve it. Right front, Tom. Easy to say. You guys had opportunities in the second half. You had the ball every time, but pretty much inside your own ten-yard line every single time. What kind of effect does that have on the offense? Not just the quarterback, the entire offensive operation when you're backed up like that. Uh, I mean, it, again, it's it's the field's the same length, and you're going to have to drive those drives. And our defense kept them out of the end zone, kept them out of scoring position. Uh, when we get, we didn't give them any help all game. We haven't given them all help really in the past couple of games. Um, and, and again, it just comes up, comes back to bite us, and we don't execute as an offense, and I don't execute as a quarterback. Last call, questions. Go ahead, Mike. Having switched to, to stopping and then Craig, what can you say about what Craig did in a very tough spot? Uh, incredible. I mean, that goes back to what I said. Guys stepped up. People got hurt and. Um, you know, didn't flinch, and you know, I was really proud of the, the effort and, and the intensity that guys played with. And again, it, it falls back on the quarterback when you have an op- when you don't score in the red zone, when you have turnovers. Um, you point at me when you want to you want to blame somebody, you want to rant about somebody. And that's Sam Hartman after uh, Notre Dame's thirty-one to twenty-three loss at Clemson today. Um, you know, we were looking for somebody to uh, stand up and take accountability. Sam Hartman just pretty much did and the great thing about that is it really just just takes the fangs out of the media's questions because he's just like you know hey i didn't play i didn't play well yeah. you know offensively and this is he was spot on yeah i mean spot on the offense has, has not played to the level that it needs to play and and you know put the it has put the defense in difficult situations because the defense has played winning football for the past four or five weeks. And they just, you know, weren't, and again, I don't know what's going on with Sam. You know, it just, he was not playing to the level that he's capable of. Mm -hmm. Why? Don't know. He knows. And again, and he's, he'll work through it. Yeah. But I, again, much appreciation for his candor and just, how he handles the media, but again, he's been he's been at this for a while, so he he knows <laughs> plenty of practice, I, yeah. <laughs> and I and I find it funny because he said, and I, you know, I'm I'm old, so I, I accept that. You know, if you go to Grant, tweet at me, or you know, and like that's like, and that's why I said I, that's why I don't really you know get into the, those fan sites because mm-hmm. again. Not a lot of them are aware of what what it takes to be a Division One football player. Some do, right. yeah. but you got people again, and they're fans. 
and that's their their right to go off on this one or go off on that one. But, you know, these young men have to go through week in and week out because they have to go to class. They have to get it done in the classroom. There's, there's a lot of pressure. And that's why I said, but, you know, in, that, in the same breath, they made that decision to be that, to come to this school and to be that that player, right. be that athlete. They know they're going to have the pressure and, you know, everybody's going to be looking at them week in and week out. So, I again, I, again, I applaud him for making the case that, hey, I didn't do what I needed to do, plain and simple. Uh, Sam's numbers on the day today, 13 for 30, 146 yards passing. Uh, let's see, two interceptions. However, on the ground, seven rushes, 68 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I, like which, I said before, yeah. I, I really think, you know, and, and if Coach Parker's listening, you need to get him involved in the run game. Mm-hmm. He yeah. needs to be a part of the run game because he is capable and it puts a lot of pressure on a defense when they have to defend the quarterback in the run game. Right. I'm not saying you got to, you know, not no zone reads and things, but just design plays that gets get him in the open and allow him to use his feet to, if they're going to, like I said, play us the way they're playing us and coming after us and, like I said, really not, you know, taking away the quarterback run, some des- that design draw. Right. Perfect. Yeah. You saw the, the, the ramifications of it. And if you have that, and they have to be aware of that, it makes a big difference. Because again, I'm I'm one of those that say you can't get Sam Hartman hurt. You know, as as as, as much as he struggled, yeah, uh, not a lot of confidence in the guys that are behind him right now. Yeah, yeah, so, you're you're right about the about the run thing too, because you know there was a there was a play in the uh, in the first quarter actually. Uh, Sam saw that they were only going to be rushing four guys, and that's when he took off, had that big run in the just first quarter. Off. Yeah, he just took off because he knew, you know, all he had to do was just step up, and there's just nothing but green grass in front of him. So, I mean, yeah. you know, let him do that, you know. The, uh, the, the, the touchdown run that he had, he saw, you know, just he, a fantastic he didn't look too block. Slow on that one. Yeah, yeah. He didn't look too slow on that one. Yeah. It really, neither one he, he looked slow yeah i was like it's, it's, that's my thing i'm like saying it's like you know this is this is something that he can do yeah and and he does well and you create some design plays around that because it takes the pressure off of the offensive line too because they can't just pin the ears back and rush up the field because you got a quarterback that can make them pay right so it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm just curious to see how they finish out this year with you know having you know what 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 are they playing for going forward? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the question. What are they going what 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 is what is going to be the message? You know, and what are, what are the players going to take from this going forward? Excuse me. Um, <laughs> 
trying to get to a read, and then all of a sudden, that. Uh, we're teaming up with Sentier Bank for the field goal for the community. For every field goal made in the Notre Dame game, $10 will go to Sentier Bank's charity, the Boys and Girls Club of St. Joseph County. Notre Dame made three field goals today, so that's another 30 bucks for the field goal for the community. Sentier Bank, discover a better way to save with Sentier Bank. Uh, we've got the opponent's scoreboard. We'll see how uh, everybody else on Notre Dame's schedule did today, and uh, and plenty more as we continue with the Notre Dame, uh, the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960. W. High receiver set again for Hartman. This time the ball's on the far hash, moving left to right. Claps his hands, takes the snap. Hartman slings it out. Intercepted! Going the other way is Jeremiah Trotter Jr. It's a pick six for the Tigers. Brutal interception right there for Notre Dame. <laughs> Say that again, Ryan. Uh, Jeremiah Trotter's pick six uh, in the first half. Really pretty much the difference of uh, of the game today. Clemson 31, Notre Dame 23. It's the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. That, the key bank, key play of the game, brought to you by Key Bank. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. looking like his dad today. Uh, just all over the place. 11 tackles, uh, two sacks. He had the pick six. Uh, yeah, he... He was the man on defense, and uh, Phil Moffat was an absolute monster. Yeah, just he was an absolute yeah. monster. And you know, again, you also got to include the pressures. Yeah, he was getting on the quarterback whenever he would rush. Yeah, and did a great job defending the pass, and uh, and also those screen screen plays that Notre Dame was having a little bit of success with. You know, toward the end, he was able to uh, diagnose it and get out there and made made a couple of plays in the screen to stop. Uh, some big games, so yeah. uh, hats off to that young man. He he showed up and <laughs> and showed out. Yeah, like like you just have to admire that. I mean, just admire the effort that he put in today. Just a huge effort for uh, for Clemson today. Uh, and you mentioned uh, you know hurrying the quarterback. Clemson had six quarterback hurries officially on the uh, on the score sheet. Notre Dame had none. That. Uh, that's certainly, you know, and you really didn't start feeling any sort of pressure on uh, Cade Klubnick until really late in the second half. Yeah. So and again, you you look at it, and they were trying, um, you know, they were bringing some pressure. Mm-hmm. Their their offensive line did a, a really good job of of picking it up. Yeah. You know, and you know where they stepped up and made some plays. And again, the, the the thing that you know you saw with Clemson, he was getting the ball out of his hands quickly, and I think yeah. that was yeah. definitely by design, because you know we were trying more, you know, got behind, so we were trying to do more downfield throws, and they just did, a, and they also did a good job on that to, to prevent that. Yeah, yeah, just huge day defensively for. For Jeremiah Trotter, also for Peter Woods, the defensive tackle for Clemson, uh, also uh, Demonte Capehart, uh, the other defensive tackle for uh, for Clemson, uh, Xavier Thomas, one of the defensive ends, T.J. Parker, the other end. Like that front four was just yeah, they were plus plus Trotter was just all over the place. Yeah. So just a constant thorn in the side for Notre Dame today. So uh, got to give credit where credits due there. Uh, we've got the opponent's scoreboard coming up in just a few, and uh, and 
little bit more too. We'll uh, you know get our final thoughts and uh, and whatnot as the official Notre Dame football post game show presented by South Bend Orthopedics continues right after this. And now it's time to see how Notre Dame's opponents have fared today on the Under Armour opponent scoreboard. Of course, Under Armour, the official uniform and clothing providers of Notre Dame athletics. United States Naval Academy currently trailing Temple in the fourth quarter, 38 to tw- 32 to 18 at this point. Navy behind Temple. Tennessee State is also losing in the second quarter to Charleston Southern, 14 to nothing. NC State takes on Miami. That's an 8 p.m. start. Coming up on Tuesday, Central Michigan will take on Western Michigan. Ohio State will stay number one in the next college football poll rankings. They defeat Rutgers 35-16. On a last-second field goal Thursday, Duke beat future opponent Wake Forest 24-21. Louisville has a 14-3 lead against Virginia Tech. That game has just reached halftime. Coming up later tonight, 7.30 p.m. start, USC will try to play the role of spoiler as they take on Washington. Pittsburgh, for now, has a 7-0 lead in the second on Florida State. And coming up at 9 p.m., Stanford will take their shot against Washington State. Notre Dame falls to Clemson today, 31-23. After this final timeout, we will... Look ahead to the final two regular season games and, of course, the bye week for this upcoming week as we wrap up this edition of the official Notre Dame football post-game show presented by South Bend Orthopedics on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Wrapping things up here on the official Notre Dame football post-game show. Let's see. I'm uh I'm a guy who likes to turn uh, you know lemons into lemonade a little bit. I was doing a little bit of research during the break here, and uh, the wife and I have one of those uh, you know credit cards that racks up the frequent uh, flyer mileage. And uh, guess what? We got enough points for the Pop Tarts Bowl. Woo! You're making these games. You're making these up. I'm sorry. These cannot be real. The, the, the Pop-Tarts Bowl used to be the Cheez-It Bowl. So, fun fact. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I can't even, that's beyond sad. Right. Thursday, December 28th, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Who makes these up? Uh, whoever pays the most to put their name on that bowl game, you know? So. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just looking at something. Yeah. Hodrick had seventy five of his yards in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. And sure felt like it too in the second half. He only had eighty seven yards. Yeah. Total. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm it's just baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Like I said. I like to make lemons out of lemonade or uh, or uh, lemonade out of lemons. So, did I get that wrong the first time I said that? By the way, like not just now, but like when I when we were coming back, did I get that wrong? I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Anyway, uh, 
Lemon, lemon out of lemonade. Uh, no, yeah, you did get it wrong. You said lemon out of lemonade. Okay, yeah. yeah I don't know but what the this, hell I'm doing. It's it's fitting for this for this game. It, it really it really it, fits in. It really is. It fits right in with the everything that that transpired today. That and fi- finding out that we've got enough mileage for the Pop Tarts Bowl. I mean, you know how can how can you not be giddy? Um, Reggie, some final thoughts on the game. Um, just, just frustration. I can, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I'm, I'm sure the players are frustrated too, but I'm like, I'm just, I'm waiting for a level of consistency from this team, a level of consistency in play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, are they capable of doing it? That, that's, that's my question. Can they be consistent game in and game out? You're in week 10 or week 11 or whatever week it is, but you play 10 games and you haven't established who you are yet. And that's just, it's just frustrating and baffling to, to say that. And then, you know, I, and I feel for the players, feel for the coaches. But as Marcus said, y'all got to figure this out. Yeah. This is, this is, this is unacceptable or it, or it should be. Yeah, should be. And I guess Absolutely. we have to do a play of the game, don't we? Um, I mean, I, it, I'm going to go with Audric because again, he, you know, he had seven, eighty-seven yards, and yeah. you know, thirty-three yards receiving. So he was over hundred yards, you know, from line of scrimmage, and it did seem like he really did the heaviest of the lifting today. So yeah, he yeah. he 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 got after it. I mean, otherwise we'd have to we'd have to make. Um, Jeremiah Trotter, the player of the game, because yeah. he literally destroyed us. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, him, him or him or Phil Moffa, you know, t- that's a yeah. coin flip right there. You know, there's the coin flip of the game. So, uh, yeah, both of those guys were just huge for Clemson today. Uh, 31 to 23, the final score. Um, yeah, we'll uh, you know, take some time off again. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually looking forward to this. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to it a lot more than I was earlier today. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that uh, you know, like I, I do. You, do you find that the bye week is good to kind of sit with this level of frustration, or do you want to just get back to it? You know, like the following week. I don't know because again, they came out of the bye week. Last time, and this is true. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Put a. But again, you just don't know what you're going to get from this team, right? And I'm not sure. If, you know, you know, you always got to be mindful. They play to the level of their competition. Yeah. And you know, it's just it's hard to pin down where this team is mm-hmm. or who this team is, right? Because they've just been consistently inconsistent. Yeah. That's like, that's the best way I can describe this this football team is they're consistently inconsistent. Yeah, in the last uh I guess, you know, last month, month and a half or so, I think they've been like four different teams. And it's just like okay like and, and they've all been like vastly different. You know, like like it's it's not even like, you know, one week they were a passing team and then the next week they were a rushing team. it's not even anything like that. It was like, you know, that week they were all special teams. That week they were all the front seven. That week, you know, was all the rushing. It's like, ugh, ugh. It'd just be nice for the the whole team to show up at at the same game 
every uh, well, you know week right. to week. Right. So, yeah, like I said, though, got a bye week to uh, kind of sit on this. So, um, have fun on your uh, on another week off. Is, is, is that is anybody else with me in in that having the two bye weeks is just weird? Yeah, they came at such like really so they close. Just too close together. And yeah. Just, ah. And yeah. I think it's because of the the week zero. Yeah. Game, oh yeah. 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 Maybe, but yeah. That that you would think they would. Why yeah. Why would you not have the week zero game and then a the bye week right after that? Especially when you're traveling overseas. I'd have been more. I'd have felt that would have made more sense. Or you then the bye weeks would have been spread out a little bit better. Yeah, it, 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 I wouldn't have put the I wouldn't have put the first bye week you know right after the right after the Navy game, but I would have put it you know maybe eh, maybe after the NC State game. So yeah, yeah. So, but, but yeah, that yeah. College football is run by uh, the TV <laughs> folks. So this is true. This is very they determine true. what when you're going to play and how you and and when you're going to be off. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, pretty much all but three of the bowl games are all ESPN events. So it's like, you know, yeah, we we, we know where the bread is buttered. So, oh, yeah. Uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy yet another week off, sir. Thank you very much. And you do the same. And tough as it was, we still go Irish. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And plus, you know, Orlando, you still got Disney World, even if they don't wind up making the Pop Tarts Bowl. So it's not a total I, I, loss. I, I can't, I can't, I can't even. <laughs> Look at a pop tart right now. That just makes no sense. Too many bowls. Too many bowls. Got to get rid of. <laughs> agreed. Very much agreed. So anyway, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks after the uh, after got Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Yeah, Wake Forest is uh, is up hope, next. Oh, we can beat them. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll, uh, exactly. We'll, f- we'll figure out which team shows up. So maybe, maybe. Uh, He's Reggie Brooks. I'm Jim Rizzeri. You've been listening to the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted in the community for over 75 years. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted in the community for over 75 years. Also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Bell Tire, Quality Dining, South Bend Airport, ABC 57, Great Clips, IBEW Local 153 and Coors. Notre Dame football is also brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Ask how you can get free maintenance for life and save like a champion today. Gates Chevy World Mishawaka and Gates Chevrolet South Bend. Two locations, twice as many Chevrolets, one great name, Gates. Centier Bank. Discover a better way to save with Centier Bank. Bud Light. Locally distributed by United Beverage Company. Enjoy the smooth, crisp taste of Bud Light. Martin Supermarkets, count on us. First State Bank, committed to being a premier financial partner with hometown values. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Pet Refuge, adopt, don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. Sherwood Tire, U.S. Highway 30 in Plymouth, your one stop for complete auto care for over 50 years. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance. For surprisingly great rates that fit anyone's budget, call Tim at 232-9981. 
Wakarusa Ag, your full-service ag dealer, online at wakarusaag.com. Perkins Restaurant and Bakery, in Elkhart, South Bend, and perkinstogo.com. Driver Seat South Bend, life is easier with us in the driver's seat. 574-564-6050. Weaver Heating and Cooling, they install the best and replace the rest. And by Modern Kitchen, stop by our showroom on McKinley in Elkhart. We will help you redesign, remodel, relax, and enjoy your kitchen. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 